This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Light. Welcome to the listeners of Tal Radio English CXO Showtime. This is your host Akshay. Education is one of the pillars of our society. It transforms the lives of individuals and communities with power to transform nations and the whole world. According to UNICEF, a child's right to education entails the right to learn, but we still see many children across the globe are deprived of this basic necessity. Over 600 million children and adolescents worldwide are unable to attain minimum proficiency levels in education. This is creating a big gap in our community. Today we have with us guests from Teach for India US who are working towards reducing this gap. Let's welcome Dimple Bangalore, Executive Director Teach for India US. Dimple has been associated with TFI US since October 2022 and has a long-term vision to build a strong and long-lasting organizational systems and partnerships and empower Teach for India with resources to create systemic educational transformation to collective leadership. She has an MA in organizational psychology from Teachers College, Columbia University, and has worked in the New York City Department of Education, United Nations Global Compact, and a charter school. We also have Olka Takral, trustee for Teach for India US. She has a bachelor's degree in architecture from University of Texas at Arlington. She worked in the architectural field for several years, followed by a shift in careers into the technology space for proprietary banking software. Alka is also an active board member for Streets International, a culinary and hospitality-based education organization for disadvantaged and vulnerable youth living in poverty in Vietnam. Another speaker with us is Nandini Kocher, fellow Teach for India. She is also the founder for non-profit organization Ray of Hope Botswana that provides out-of-school educational programming to orphaned and HIV/AIDS diagnosed children in rural Botswana. Nandini has an undergraduate degree at New York University Abu Dhabi with focus on development economics in Ghana to activism in Greece. Thank you to all three of you. Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you so much. All right. So, Dimple, I'd first like to go with you. Why is educational uh, inequality or there existing still in this world when we're talking about such a lot of growth and we're talking about going to Mars? Why do we still have educational inequality? <laughs> That's um, such a great question, Akshay. I, I can I can try to answer why it's there in the world. <laughs> Maybe a bit more in India, I can talk about. Um, I think, like you said, there is so many systemic uh, differences and systemic inequalities that exist, and each country has its. own differences that comes from their history and in india right now it looks like i mean we have a total of 33 million children in the country and it it's you know you mentioned some statistics across the world and in india too it's it's quite grave uh you know over 70% of our grade 3 students are still behind the reading levels you know that's like two thirds of our children are not able to read as well as they should in grade 3 um and over 70% of those students never go to college uh, you know they only study until high school and until grade 10 sometimes and never go to college and we've seen like these differences and these are like statistics for us but like that really hits hard for children who are in grave poverty especially these statistics is their lives uh, that we are talking about and and that continues to impact their choices that we make that they make you know and that's why you know continues to be a grave issue 
uh, in the country and also across the world akshay so yeah un- unfortunately it's still a huge issue and it's something that teach for india is really determined to change how about uh, letting uh, viewers know a little bit about the broader landscape in which uh, tfi has been operating probably that will give more insights into uh, what actually tfi is looking forward to do and uh, get this gap uh, reduced i think when a student enters you know a low income school or a government school what happens is the student is sometimes unable to uh, gain literacy even you know at the school and then it continues to sound different when they attend classrooms you know if we are hearing constantly from a different language that we don't understand how are we going to learn right and that's what most of our students face uh, many times they don't understand english many times there are differences in like the local language there they learn and the local language that's being taught at these schools um, so when there's no literacy how do we expect students to learn um, you know that's like the basic issue as well and that's where teach for india is operating and that's why our vision to do that is to build a movement of leaders and we think that you know one organization is not enough what we need to do is build a pipeline of leaders build a leadership movement where these leaders can change these systems starting from the classroom um, and going up to even the policy level right and that's a huge mission uh, uh, actually talking about the mission and what what is the mission and vision for teach for india teach for india started with the bold vision that one day all children in india you know irrespective of their background irrespective of their family or resources will get an excellent education um and that's the bold vision we started with in 2009 um and we believe that that can happen by building um, a movement of leaders who are working together at all levels of the system to provide that excellent and equitable education to india's children and uh, given this vision right and that there is a huge edu crisis all across uh, what is the theory of change in your view dimple thanks akshay so i mean the the idea of teach for india really also started with um, you know teach for america teach for america started in america over 30 years ago and wendy cop who's the founder of the teach for all organization uh, you know i i really like that struck with me about her uh, intention to start this it was her thesis project when she was at princeton uh, she was like why aren't we recruiting teachers the way we recruit for private sector you know you know how the private sector goes and recruits from the top universities across the world because they want that talent to come into their organizations why aren't we recruiting like that for teachers um, where there is grave need for teachers um, and that's really the idea to you know go to the best universities or best uh, organizations across the country and recruit teachers and what we the theory of change akshay really is like we recruit those teachers and they become fellows like nandini here uh, and we call them fellows and they teach in low income classrooms for 2 years um, and you know day in and day out they are meeting these kids they're getting committed to transform the education of these kids at an everyday level um, and it's really the and they they get a different world view because they get connected to these students and not just their students but also the communities they are, they tend to understand the interlink of all the issues that we are facing in our country uh, and they continue to become our alumni so after the two years they become our alumni and we continue to work with them 
and over 70% of our alumni continue to be in um, education or other uh, sectors that impact these students. So that's how we continue to build their leadership. So when they're in the, in the two years in the fellowship, uh, we have staff members who coach them, who help them become better teachers, help them help the children that they are working for. Yeah, that really kind of gels well with one of the saying, which is there that uh, TFI is watching for uh, come as a teacher and leave as a leader, right? I think that's a very fabulous uh, uh, activity uh, that TFI is getting involved with. Uh, uh, Nandini, you have been associated as a fellow, right? And then bring us uh, into some of your uh, fellowship journey and context. What actually motivated you to apply and uh, some of your experiences that you could talk about and the challenges that you have faced in your communication? Sure. Thanks for that question, Akshay. So um, I am a 2021 Teach for India fellow based out of Mumbai, and I teach 58 students in a low-income government school in Mumbai, Maharashtra. Um, my fellowship journey started around three years ago when I was still in college at New York University Abu Dhabi. Um, I was deeply invested in the sociopolitical landscape of India, but I'd never really, you know, touched my feet on ground because I hadn't grown up in India. And I think when I was in the midst of deciding what I was going to do next in my journey with my life, um, I stumbled upon a book called Redrawing India um, on Shaheen Misri, the CEO and founder of Teach for India on her journey. And I read that book. And when I was done, I was like, I'm moving to India to do the fellowship. And it didn't really make sense to a lot of people around me. I was in the final rounds for the roads to go to Oxford, but I just knew that my heart was not in it. Um, and that book was inspiring enough to um, just reinforce the necessity for, as Dimple said, um, some of our country and diasporas, like most committed, diligent, bright, young, and like, you know, old people to join this movement. Um, so yeah, basically since uh, 2021, uh, I've been as part of, I've been in the movement as a fellow, um, I joined the fellowship when the pandemic was kind of waning down in India, but schools are still closed. So I had my share of like online teaching and, you know, tracing students who had migrated back to their villages. Um, and I was teaching in a grade 10 classroom. So we were faced with the reality of a devastating learning loss um, among, among our kids. And, you know, it just reinforced the importance of prioritizing the the education of, of, of our country's children because they were already thrown like two, three years behind where they needed to be um, in addition to their pre-existing um, just realities in terms of their socioeconomic background, their, their household income, um, the various forms of discrimination they anyways face. And so um, it was a really difficult time. I think when I joined the fellowship, that was the hardest time when we were trying to, you know, bring children back to school, get them to pass their their 10th boards. And um, thankfully, we were able to do it like 100% of our class was able to um, pass the, the 10th, despite whatever they had to face over close to two years. Um, and I think, yeah, and I think, I think since then, just um, my belief in the power of education and the power of committed teachers willing to, you know, work day and night for our country's children has just further emboldened. Um, and yeah, I think right now I'm wrapping up my fellowship in the last, you know, month and a half. 
And I don't think anything, any elite institution I could have gone to could replace just the transformational, life-altering impact this fellowship has had on me. It's been like two years, if I'm not wrong, that you have been associated as a fellow, right? I mean, uh, what has been the most proudest moment in your journey and how is the day in the life of a fellow like? Yeah, um, I think one thing that I think is stands true for all fellows is our days are very long and intense and, and hectic and tiring, but also extremely fulfilling and gratifying um, and life affirming. Um, I think a typical day for me, at least, you know, entails like um, six hours of school plus, you know, another two, three hours of, of, of extra learning. So we we hold our kids back till about 3, 4 p.m. every day um, because we believe that the longer they are in school, the higher the chances are that, you know, that translates to excellent educational outcomes for them. Um, and so, yeah, I think most of my day, about eight, nine hours of my day goes at school, um, often followed by either like community visits to their to their homes. Um, I'm also working on uh, Be the Change project, which I think I'll, I'll speak about in a bit. Um, so I'm often spending my, my evenings in a Kahani lab, in other words, a storytelling lab with young learners where we're teaching them filmmaking and photography to start telling stories of their community on their own terms, in their own voice, using the technology available to them. So yeah, I think our days are really long, um, but really, really rewarding. And if I were to think about my proudest moment, there are so many moments that come to mind, but I think one that stands out was um, the story of Ayan. Um, he was one of my first students when I joined the fellowship and he hated school. Um, he embodied just <laughs> toxic masculinity to its like supreme. Um, and he just was not willing to engage or to learn um, and he was really tough cookie to crack, but we worked day in and day night, like day in um, and night, just trying to get through to him, trying to give him the love that he was obviously deprived of, which, you know, all of these were like symptoms of. Um, and I think eventually we became really close and he started to like grow a love for education. And finally, he was able to, you know, pass his boards with a 54% and he's now in college. And he was a kid who until like a month before the boards Everyone around me told me that, you know, he's not going to pass, just like quit it, like stop trying. Um, but I think for, for for me, Ayan's story is just a reminder of the importance of trying till the very end and not giving up on any single child. Because even, quote unquote, the worst of kids um, are, you know, probably the most hurt and what they need the most is, is, is love um, and care and belief. So, yeah, I think Ayan's story will always be my, um, yeah, the proudest moment of my fellowship. What caught my attention was you brought out a very important project that you're working on, which is uh, the Be the Change project. How do you think it's helping communities uh, that you are serving? Yeah, so just to give you some context, um, in the second year of um, the fellowship, all fellows are encouraged to take up a Be the Change project, which is basically any project that, you know, um, aligns to the needs of, 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 of their children, of their classroom, of the community where they work in. And that ranges across, you know, social issues, but be it like environmentalism, be it, you know, um, access to, um, you know, government policies and amenities, like it really spans across the education sector and beyond. Um, and so the project that I'm working on, it's called Nazaria. And Nazaria, if, if you know, in Urdu means a way of seeing or perspective. 
And basically, it's a project that like emerges at the intersection of arts education, media democratization, and social justice. So in simple terms, what we're basically doing is we're saying that the children we work with come from some of the most marginalized communities in, in the country, at least in urban India. And their voices, their stories are often not told by them, but told by, on behalf of them, often by people with more power, often people who are extracting their stories um, and often not in service for them. So what we believe is that we want every single of our children to be able to speak up for themselves, um, to be, you know, emerging activists, because activism today is no longer a privilege, it's a necessity. So what we're doing is we're tapping into the existing creative inclination of many students and teaching them how to use their, you know, like smartphones, which almost all of them have for a different purpose, to document, to tell stories of their community, of their life, um, and also like embedding the constitutional values of like liberty, fraternity, justice, equality within them in ways that are very tangible and related to them. So I guess how we think this project is serving our kids is just building um, a lot of sense of um, just activism and self-dignity and creativity within them. And yeah, our goal is at some point we'll be able to reach every classroom, um, every Teach for India classroom in India with kids telling stories um, and maybe, you know, have like a reservoir of just, you know, different, different stories of, 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 our, of our kids told by them. I mean, that must have been a very exciting journey for you. I mean, just a few more weeks to go for you. Uh, but how do you see your role within the movement uh, in the years ahead? I think once you enter the fellowship and I think once you start to work with kids, it's really hard for that not to stick through for, you know, the foreseeable future, if not for the long term. Um, so I think as Temple mentioned, I'm definitely one of the 70% who, you know, think that I'll be a part of, of the movement or connected to the movement in some way. We are working on, you know, building our Be The Change project into an organization. Um, and I also just um, as someone who has a background in documentary film, I'm very eager to think about, you know, how do we use the power of film and stories to really uh, document the education crisis India is in and the kind of work that organizations like, you know, Teach for India are, are doing. So, yeah, I guess that's for now how I see myself fit into the movement. Well, uh, thank you uh, with those uh, insights uh, into your journey. That was very uh, uh, interesting. And uh, Alka, from a point of view of like, uh, you, you have been like uh, involved in the organization as a donor as well as as a trustee. What prompted you to invest in TFI's uh, mission from the US? And uh, what do you find more rewarding about your involvement with the organization? Yeah, thank you, Akshay. Um... You know, my involvement with TFI began sort of as I was hearing about it in, in 2019 uh, and probably just before the pandemic. And then I joined the board in early 2020, thinking that I was going to make it to India to see a classroom and actually see what was happening rather than just listening to stories from um, from the various people that uh, were also involved. And that didn't happen at that time. But, you know, I think my my some things that came from the pandemic and the stories that you heard that the fellows were doing to get their kids back, to get, give their kids um, the information and the homework that they needed to do. Uh, and the just the, the drive and the motivation that went from the fellows really sort of underscored that my uh, involvement with TFI was going to be long-term. Um, just, just because 
to me, TFI stood out in a way that other organizations um, did not. And I think that is really, and if you obviously you heard Nandini, it's really a, a, um, a movement of, of true leadership, even through difficult times where they are so vested with these students that they are teaching, that they are willing to do so much. And uh, you can see that from, from the, 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 the fellows like Nandini and even the other ones that I met. Um, so that was really, to me, uh, it took, it didn't take very long to, to understand what TFI did. And if you know their mission, you know that what they're doing is really around growing the movement to not just, you know, to not just teach the kids, but the, to teach the kids a lot of what we see uh, education from a very sophisticated level of education. And I think that, you know, it, to me, it's I can only raise awareness and help raise funds, but just helping, you know, it, it's not just helping one one student, it's helping um, so many. And if that's if that's what we can do, that to me, that's the least that that uh, from here, from the U.S. that we can do. I was fortunate to, to visit some schools recently, um, a few months ago with our daughters who are uh, 15. And I think that was sort of like where it, it for me was uh, impactful, very impactful for, from going to her hearing about it, to being involved in it, to hearing Shaheen's vision, to actually seeing it. And that was, um, that was a moment for us that I think we are, we're, we're going to long time support Teach for India's mission. Right. Can you tell us a few details or things about your uh, experience from the visit to India? What places have you visited? What kind of uh, schools have you uh, encountered and uh, how that actually empowered you and motivated to do more? Yeah, you know, um, actually, we were in Delhi for a few days. So uh, my daughters and I, they're twins, they're 15. Uh, we went to Delhi and then we were in Calcutta as well. So we were fortunate to be able to see, and there was a school that was open during a holiday break. Uh, so I was fortunate to be able to see uh, a school in Delhi and then also a school in Calcutta. Um, and, you know, I think the, the you when you go into these schools, the one thing, and this is coming from the U.S., the one thing that you see, I mean, first of all, you can enter a school, <laughs> which is nice. You know, in, in India, you can actually enter a school and enter a classroom and be involved and be engaged and see the, what's going on. Um, in, in the Delhi school, for all of us, and we spent sort of half a day there, I think what really stood out was that these kids were so eager, I mean, incredibly eager to learn um, and to learn with such enthusiasm uh, so it was kind of like multifaceted where you had the kids who were so eager to learn and the fellows that were teaching them were teaching them really some life skills, you know, life skills, not just in what they were learning, but it was all the things that we see in, in really excellent schools here, like, you know, just good communication, uh, collaborating with your other, you know, peers, critical thinking. Um, so it wasn't just teaching them what is written in the story it's really going very deep in personalizing it to how how would you react if this happened to you how do you see you know and everyone had a perspective and and it's okay to have a different different perspective so the respect around everyone's learning capabilities was there 
Um, and that was, I think, for all of us, the 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 aspect that stood out was that they were learning through st- storytelling and learning through just being able to see all these different views and still teach the subject the way it should be taught. So I think for us, the the big um, takeaway was their eagerness to learn, their compassion, their love, their sort of happiness. I mean, we don't know what's going on in their lives, but these kids come into the classroom and they are, they look engaged and they look happy. And I think the difference is that sometimes you, you know, from the the kids that are in the U.S. um, who feel like they have to go to school, they're like, oh, do I really have to go to school today? And the difference was that those kids that that we saw in India and both of the schools in Calcutta and Delhi were so happy to be there. Absolutely. I think that maybe because of uh, the model that you are uh, kind of delivering uh, in the education system, uh, how is your model different from the the standard model that we see in education in India? And uh, can you also talk about some of the programs that uh, TFI runs today? Probably uh, Alka, yourself and Dimple may want to provide some insights into this specific uh, information. I, I can start in uh, Arka, I'm sure we'll have great things to add. Um, yeah, that's such a great question, Akshay. To me, um, like, you know, when I started getting involved in, in Teach for India, and I also had the fortune to visit some classrooms over the holidays. So I think the the key difference that I, I have felt, uh, you know, in, in my few years of observing education nonprofits is the key transformational impact that that Teach for India provides. So what happens is once we intervene in a classroom, let's say we intervene in grade two, the the classroom will have a Teach for India fellow like Nandini. We'll ensure that the same classroom has a Teach for India fellow or a teacher until they graduate in 10th. So we get to make an impact that's deeper and deeper every year. So that is shown through, you know, very clearly because they become our student alumni. So, you know, what Nandini was talking about, uh, her students, you know, graduating 10th. And that's because of or many other fellows who may have worked with them also before plus Nandini. So the, you know, the impact that we're able to provide them is much deeper and transformational. And it's not just remedial education. We want to ensure that, um, you know, like Alka and Nandini spoke about, they want to learn about storytelling, filmmaking, whatever they want to do, right? And and that's that's really clear. Um, you know, recently I was talking to a student alum who is actually studying in undergraduate degree in Chicago in the US. And she was just telling about the story, uh, you know, of how she got there and how she was able to apply to a scholarship uh, at United World College uh, in Thailand. And that story was so heartwarming because she was like, I was about to not apply because I wasn't sure if I'll get in. Uh, and she was already at a different school. She had left Teach for India classroom, but she, had, she was at a different school in 11th uh, but one of her fellows who was a teacher called her and said, you know, this was your dream. Why aren't you applying? Just apply. And that was just so heartwarming to me for the kind of connections that Nandini builds with her students. It's not just temporary. They take like deep ownership of uh, these students and helping them learn even when they go ahead. And And she still says that story after so many years. And that was really heartwarming for me. And I think that's the, the transformational impact uh, that we're able to provide from all angles, you know, with fellows, with fellow alumni, with with the staff is, I think, the key difference that I have felt. Thank you, Dimple. Uh, Alka, you have something to add to it? Well, I think I would just add that, as um, Dimple mentioned, this is sort of, you know, the education is not about memorizing. It's not about just 
looking at a piece of information and replaying it back. It's really about going deep to think about what you're learning. And I think that the the confidence that that gives a student and especially a student that doesn't have, doesn't necessarily know what they're able to do. It gives them the confidence to even speak up. I mean, there's so many things that this type of learning can do that uh, for, uh, you know, for a student who comes from a very low income, they don't know what, some of them may not even know what their rights are, right? So when you think about how deep that you can go with this kind of education, um, and this is just one story about the the student that went to Thailand. I think there are multiple stories where they emerge from somewhere and say like, you know what, I didn't know I can do this, but I, I, I feel like I can. And I think that kind of um, thinking is really, I mean, it's it's transformational to a whole system. And what is one step you think our listeners can take away right now to support your mission? I mean, the first step I'll say is just visiting our website. Of course, you can visit tfius.org or teachforindia.org. One thing I want to mention, I know Nandini mentioned her briefly. I think it'll be incomplete if we don't mention our CEO and founder, uh, Shaheen Misri and her visionary leadership and what she's done for education in India. And she usually updates uh, Teach for in- about Teach for India and the work that we're doing on her Instagram or LinkedIn. So would encourage you to follow um, her profiles are also the Teach for India Instagram and LinkedIn as well. Thank you, Dimple. And where can our listeners uh, follow your work on a regular basis? tfius.org and you can also feel free to reach out to me uh, at dimple at teachforindiaus.org. One last question before we uh, kind of, uh, because we are already on top of the hour over here, but I think there are a lot of things that we can still think about. How do you think uh, people out there listening to us, if they want to get associated as fellows or as teachers, what are the steps that they should be taking in? I'll also let Alka and, and Nandini see a line, but I think you can invo- get involved in so many ways. You can become a fellow, apply for our fellowship. The applications are still open for this year. Uh, you can become a volunteer. We have on- online volunteering options at Teach for India US. And also, if, if you're listening from India, you have in-person volunteering options in India. Uh, and you can also just learn more about our work and spread awareness uh, of our the crisis of education and that we all need to solve towards because more people, the better uh, to solve this crisis. So just learn more, in, get in touch with us, and we're happy to talk to you and see what, what you can do and how you can help. Another action you can take right now to support Teach for India is to join us in the India Giving Day campaign. India Giving Day is happening on March 2nd, and the objective of this campaign is to encourage more individuals based in the U.S. to embrace philanthropy as a force of social change in India. Every dollar matters, every donor matters, and every person joining us in these efforts to make a difference in children's lives matters. Please visit IndiaGivingDay.org right now and click Donate and choose Teach for India US. You can also see the network of organizations that are doing some excellent work to make change happen in India. Hope you will join us in these efforts. Thank you very much, Dimple, for those uh, pieces of information. I think our listeners will definitely find it very insightful. Uh, Thanks a lot for being there with us uh, today. Alka, thank you very much. And Nandini, uh, thank you for being there as a fellow. I think you are leading uh, the whole lot uh, you're one of the greatest examples that we could see along with Dimple and Elka being the pioneers in this field. Thank you, all of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. You have just listened to Tall Radio Podcast. 
For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.